Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. My name is Andrew Levins and joining me this week is John Valenzuela. Yes, here I am once again this week. This week, this week only. <laughs> is this, are you telling me something here, Levins? I'm, no, I'm not telling you, I'm telling the listener. This oh, week. Oh, right. <laughs> um, hey, how's it going, Levins? Good, man. Good? Yeah, Good. It's, uh, it's been a, uh, a bizarre week, like one of many this week, this year. Sure. But, uh, I spent most of it um, running back and forth to to the vet for my rabbit. Oh no! And, is, um, how is Cookie Star? Cookie has made a miraculous recovery from something that I don't know what he had. But um, mm. rabbits are very very fun in that they will just decide, you know, oh it's a bit cold or hot or I have a problem. I know how to solve this problem. I'll stop eating, pissing, shitting, and <laughs> drinking, and that should solve my problem. But yeah, yeah. we had to go and put him on critical care, and he's fine now. But Oh damn! Yeah, uh, yeah. We we had last week. Gilda, my dog, was like limping. She was keeping her back right paw off the ground, and Joe and I could not figure out what was wrong. So took her to the vet, and the vet takes her in and checks her out and comes out and goes, "I can't find anything wrong with her either." Uh, so we've given her a shot of like anti-inflammatory, and here are these pills to give her, etc. And I'm like. That's 138 bucks for an I don't know what's wrong with your dog. I'm sure Uh, yours is like... My fee was 10 times, exactly 10 times that. Oh, Jesus. Um, (laughs) But it's it's one of those things where it's like the limp disappeared like a day later. And I was just like, you fucking stupid dog. (laughs) I love you to death, but God damn it. No, you will find like that there are like moments where you're like, actually parenting children is way easier than raising animals. Because at least like, you know, when, when your kid can talk, <clears throat> even though they can be vague, like my stomach hurts, they can at least can show you the area that hurts. Or they'll, 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 they'll tell you the reason why they're not eating. Yeah, true. They won't yep. just be like, to the vet, please. Yeah, yeah. Now, welcome to all the small pets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have, you have, you have, they, they are quite similar in size, our pets. Yeah, true. Small dog, uh, big rabbit. Yeah, I bet Cookie could take Gilder in a fight, though. He... I having to administer critical care to him, which is like you basically get a syringe full of like green slop, and you have to like put it in, in behind his teeth into his mouth, and then he eats it. Sure, and he fucking hates that so much. Yeah. <laughs> but he's man, that his back legs—they'll get you. 
Like, yeah, that's he, what he's he's tough. That's what I'm saying. Gilda's scrappy, but, but <laughs> Cook, Cookie got them back paws. Um, yeah. So while I was at the uh, at the vet waiting for um, like you know what what waiting for fees pretty much, but I had a lot of a uh, lot of limbo period, and I forgot to bring my switch, and um, I was in the car, and I was like, what am I going to play? And I heard. I've heard word of uh, the 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 return of one of my favorite life ruining games, Ooh, crippling okay. addictions. Uh, Zookeeper has returned right. to to phones. It's on Apple Arcade, and I'm going to tell you all about Zookeeper World today. I actually forced John to play a little bit of it last night, so looking forward to seeing his very well measured non life ruining take on this game <laughs> as I delve deeper and deeper into insanity. Um, True, but. John's also played a stack of games, uh, demos for games that have just dropped as part of this. What's it called? Steam. Steam. Steam Next Fest. Okay. So it's just a like I think there's something like 700 demos that are on Steam at the moment. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, ton of them are trash. Um, I don't really feel the need to play something like My First Furry or anything like that. I'm that's I'm quite allured now. Oh, but Le- Levin's currently googling how to buy gaming PC. I'm, I'm your. I've always been your first furry, anyway. Oh, of course. Yeah, I've seen you with a shirt off. That's not far off, my guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I have been trying to balance uh, playing a bunch of these demos with having a five month old baby who is trying to navigate daylight savings. Yep. Um, that is the worst small game I've played lately. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've managed to. I've, I've gotten through three demos that are for games that I'm really excited about and looking forward to pick up when they come out. And these are Inscription, Storyteller, and Fallen Aces. And we'll get into them in, in a little bit. Yeah, so Fallen Aces, uh, for those who don't remember, was one of my most anticipated games from E3 this year. They showed it off in the PC show, I think. Yep. Um, and it's a like a first-person game where you play as like a... Uh, a detective. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's in the 40s, is that right? Yeah, it's like it's very kind of pulp, um, noir sort of era sort of stuff. Very, very keen to see hear how it is. But first, I want to tell you all about Zookeeper World. Indeed. Is there any is there any news? I know that there's one game that's just come out that's like another on the goddamn skyscraper tall pile of stuff to play, but What's the I think game it's is that? A Jet Far Shore. It's the new oh, game from that. the uh the Super Brothers Sword and Sorceries guys. Damn, yeah, yeah, that was on my radar. Oh, no, yeah, I forgot its name. What's it on? Everything? PS I think it's PS console exclusive and it's on PC as well. Okay, cool. So maybe I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. Who, who the hell knows at this point in time? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I definitely didn't need Zookeeper World in my life uh, right now, but I'm glad it was there for when I needed to take my mind off it, off, yeah. uh, off, off all the vet stuff, because it right, definitely get in, clouded, get into it, Levens. clouded everything else, uh, took over my life. It, I, I, so I only started playing this yesterday, but my Same. history with the franchise of Zookeeper goes way, way back to my first ever DS because there was a puzzle game on that uh, on, on the DS. Um, that I think it launched with the DS or very early on in the, the DS's lifespan called Zookeeper. And it was the first time I ever played a match three puzzle game. Oh, wow. Okay. In this game, um, they're like on, on, the, on the touch screen of the, of the DS. Um, there are just lots of um, cute, like squarey animals. Um, so there'll be like bunnies, giraffes, lions, pandas. And they're all on the screen and you have to swipe using the little your little pen on the DS. You have to swipe them until you made like a, a group of three or more in a row. 
And as you did that, like they would explode and more ones of, you know, the, the, the it's crazy colourful arcade. Yes, but this was like, my love for the genre of match three comes from this game, which began, which started its life as a browser game. And I feel like never, it's definitely not as much in the ether as like, you know, your Candy Crush, but it, I think it's because it never really did the predatory gross stuff that we associate match three puzzle games with. Sure. It was yeah. never like a microtransaction heavy game. In fact, I've got, I, I think it was like a $5 um, purchased when I got this on my phone a few years later um, as well. And it was largely the same game. Um, what made this game different to most other Match 3 puzzle games is that it was done on a, on a timer. Um, not not one that you saw, saw a clock ticking down, but um, you have like a, like a, a red... Like a, a you know like a red gauge that goes down. The longer you aren't making combos of animals, okay. And if so long as you're swiping new ones again and again and again, and it never goes down. But as you take more and more time to find them, and sometimes it'll be very difficult, like you know, to find three in a row of these cute little squarey animals. Um, it'll it'll dwindle further and further down, and 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 the 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 tension. You're like, oh god, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on, and then it's over. Um. Really, really great game. Always enjoyed Zookeeper. Um, and it was my son, actually, Archie, who started telling me the other day about a game he's been playing on Apple Arcade, Zookeeper World. And he's like, it's so good, Dad. You've got to, you've got to clear... It's like... Because we played a one-piece match three puzzle game together last year that we both had to stop playing because it was... Uh, you know, involved microtransactions, and it was one of those ones that just seemed endless because they are most yeah, of the time. Yeah, y- you always reach a point with those where it's like because they'll have the little things you can like. Here's a here's a power up you can use, and it's always like you reach the point where you need to use power ups to finish levels, and that's where they get you. That's right. Um, so yeah, Zookeeper World is uh, published and developed by uh, a group called Kitaretsu. Um, and I'm just looking up what their other projects are now. So they made they made the original web-based um, Zookeeper game in 2002, um, and uh, it's been expanded for use on mobile, social media, and home use platforms. Uh, it's been played by over 30 million players at this point. Uh, I'm just looking at the other things. So these are, I think they are Japanese, and we, we, have, we have something else called Kami Usagi Rope, um, and Dr. Sum, ooh, a maths, a maths game, maths brain teaser game. They made the Angry Birds spin-off game Angry, Angry Birds Fight and uh, Pick a Chin Kit Puzzle Crush. So maybe we haven't heard any of those. But no. they made Zookeeper and they've made Zookeeper World. And Zookeeper World is a mixture of match three puzzle game with a zoo sim, like a light zoo sim. So you are a zookeeper. You've been hired by the owner of the zoo to do these uh, zoo puzzles to get coins that you can then spend on new animals and attractions and expansions for your zoo. And as you grow your zoo, more people come to visit your zoo and they request different things that they'd like to see in the zoo. And so you have to reach certain levels that will allow you to buy animals and enclosures and you have to... earn money to spend on those things by playing the match three puzzle game, which is just the purest, most excellent match three puzzle game shit ever. If you, if look, if you, if these kind of games aren't for you, that's fine. Like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to like justify them as a, I just think like for me as like wanting to like relieve te- ten, uh, like tension or stress, 
I, I love winding down with them, but the danger is that I love winding down with them so much that I end up getting wound up by them and I wake up thinking about playing it for the first, like, you know, like last night, for example, I started playing this last night and yesterday afternoon and um, went to bed last night. And I was like, yeah, I might just play a couple of levels before I go to go to sleep. And I went to bed at about 1030 and um, I got a notification saying um, live now on YouTube. Um, uh, Sakurai announces the last, the final Super Smash Brothers um, uh, character, and I was like, "That can't be right because that wasn't meant to start until one a.m." Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> so I inadvertently stayed up for the Smash uh, conference, which I which I watched, and uh, I had a great time watching that insanity. But Zookeeper World, man, it is so fun. It is so addictive. Um, the so you, you're matching the animals. If you match three animals, like good for you. Bunch of three more will, will appear. If you match four animals, a cherry appears, and a cherry explodes in like four directions. Yeah, um, T shape. T shape. Um, if you do five or more, you sorry. If you do five, you unlock like a bunch of grapes, and that explodes nine squares around it. Yep. And then three by three. Three by three. And then uh, if you get uh, six blocks, you get a pineapple, and that explodes uh, four by Just- four. Just huge, enormous, big old, yeah, yeah big, big old crater. explosion. Um, there is also a like a an animal in the bottom right corner of every game, and your work. The more you explode of, of that character, that that animal, it fills up a gauge, and then that will that animal will put a star in the level, and whichever animal or thing you combine with that star, it'll wipe out all of those animals from the puzzle, and you get enormous points. Um, so you have the the sim the, the zoo where you're building up um, the puzzle game, and then every time you collect, so every time you get like a, a the, the the high score, like there's a, there's a like a point level you need to get to in each level, you get a star. As you get ten stars, um, you get visited. Oh, and the best thing about this is that the charm. The, the 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 zoo owner is just a real piece of shit dickhead, who <laughs> amusingly so. I am amusingly like- so like. After, after each level, he pops up and like will say something about your performance. And I screenshot after my first game because his response was, you haven't disappointed me yet. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Okay. And he's just like forever got a furrowed brow or angry eyebrows. And he's just always like, go get, make me more money. Like he's yeah. just always yelling at this, you know, like voiceless zookeeper that you're playing as. Um, but every, every time you get 10 stars, the zoo gets visited by the mecha What's his name? Like Mecha Zookeeper or something it's, like it's, that. It's like a Mecha Boss. And it's just like a giant robotic. Like robot version of your boss. And so you have to clear these like three specific new like puzzle types within the Zookeeper um, puzzle sphere. Um, and once you clear all three of them, you beat the... Um, you beat the, the the mecha boss, and then um, you get like a bunch of gems, which you a can wheel then, spin, yeah, which you can then spend on uh, giving your animals more pizzazz and putting costumes <laughs> on them, and then that builds your um, like the appeal of your zoo your up, char- and the charm of your zoo, the yeah. charm of your zoo, and you, and you can rank up. At the moment, the highest rank you can get to is fifteen. I am rank ten after oh, wow. less than twenty four hours of play. Okay, I was going to ask how far you've got. You've absolutely smoked me. Like, what's what's the stage of puzzles are you up to uh 70 something okay i'm like high 30s at the moment okay so you've played more than i was expecting right um, <laughs> this is a brilliant pl- time waster right it's look okay speaking as someone who's maybe not as addicted to it as you are um 
I... I'm trying to work out how to navigate this in a way that you won't just be like, yeah, but you're being a dick, John. <laughs> like, You're being a real uh, owner of the zoo. Yeah. Um, I agree it's very charming. Um, in particular, the, the kind of design. It's got that really cute kind of voxel blocky yes. um, sort of thing. Uh, I mean, one thing I like, you can, at, at various points, the animals will have like little food icons over them. So you go over and feed them and they'll perform a little kind of animation. Lots of, like, little cute bits of feedback like that. Um, the Like, one thing that I really wanted to call out is the Mecha Boss puzzles. I, I really like those because they're such fresh and interesting takes on, like, what you can do with a Match 3 format. Like, mm-hmm. I think the first, the first Mecha Boss I faced, the puzzle format was you can only swipe... Like, there'll be a little pile of animals, and it's like you can only swipe one thing, and you need to wipe everything off. Yeah, which is um, shit. I've never played a match three that's had that kind of puzzle in it. That's great. They they had puzzles like that in the uh, in in Tetris DS, and that was my favorite part of that game. There we go. The second one I did is like, you need to get this little rabbit up a path to a carrot, and you need to wipe out gems in front of it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's like, again, that's a really interesting kind of take. Um, It is a very solid match three game, like uh, in terms of just how it sort of handles. And I'm now like. I'm nowhere near where you are. I imagine the levels that you're up to are like completely fucking crazy. Yeah, they're I've very, just... very complex. The list of things that you need to clear for each level in like a very limited amount of moves. People like these kind of games are what normally way more generous. This is like you'll fail a lot as you get yeah. progress more. Um, I mean, I've just reached the point where it's like I've unlocked the little like conveyor belt. So every time you make a move, a bunch of icons will sort of move themselves around mm-hmm. the map kind of thing. Um I think my my drawback is uh, I don't really care about the zoo building part of it. Right. Which is sort of your main, like, one of the main drivers. I just, it's literally like, people will ask me like, oh, I love your zoo, but it'd be great if it had a vending machine. And I'll check the shop and it'll be like, you unlock a vending machine in five more levels. Like, okay, cool, I'll go play these levels. And then I unlock the vending machine and I just plonk it wherever on the map and keep moving. Like, I think if I cared more about, like, oh, I want to build this amazing zoo that, like, I, I love and is really nicely laid out and stuff like that, it would resonate with me more. Because looking, looking at kind of the progression of it got me thinking of, um, what was that game on Apple Arcade that we absolutely, fl- Grindstone. Yep. And, like, the progression of Grindstone is I'm moving my way through a kind of, like, upper path to reach a boss level, to me, was much more of a driver. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not necessarily as addicted. There is an, and and the other thing is it's, it's going up against another mobile game that I'm addicted to at the moment, which I'll talk about on a later episode. What is it? Uh, it's called Shattered Pixel Dungeon. It's like a little pixel. It's like a little pixely pocket roguelite. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, but like I said, we'll save that for another episode. I got a bunch of stuff that I'm, I'm more excited to talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it's kind of like at, at any given point, I'm like, do I play Zookeeper? Like I've definitely played Zookeeper nonstop for the last like any time I've been on my phone, I've been playing Zookeeper since I started yesterday. But I don't know if it's going to have much longevity mm-hmm. like the the zoo building element for you is it something that you're like oh man okay i'm gonna put this over here and like 
create this nice little area sort of thing. I get stoked when I get a new animal. Um, okay. But I don't... No, I'm, I don't really care what my zoo looks like. like I just I, I just went, got to rank 10 and it's like, now you can customize the pathways. Um, and I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I don't care about that. But yeah. I, I do... Like, I would love for their... I love the fact that people can request things. Like, you know, I'm, I'm like you. I don't really care what my zoo looks like. I just want everyone to be happy and give me coins. Sure. Um, Look, you... honestly, that's a that's a life motto, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm a DJ. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, look, I, I this is. I, I think it's, it's look, been a while since I've been proper hooked on an Apple Arcade game, and this yeah. is this is everything I want from Apple Arcade, like a really, really well made time waster that um, is completely devoid of Michael 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 transactions. <laughs> Michael transactions, of course, being the guy that invented microtransactions. Yeah, um, yeah look, I, I, I think, like I said, it is a rock solid uh, match three game um, with with so many kind of like each each new level that I play. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a really cool layout that you've done. This is really interesting. Um, but yeah, I think because half of it is this zoo building game, rather than like. Building to a bigger thing, it's just, oh, I've unlocked, you know, cool, I unlocked a garbage bin. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, unless someone requests a garbage bin, I'm not terribly... Like, well, I've been unlocking all these plants. When, no you're, on the, when re- you're in the shop, you can you can pu- push the zook, the the, um, the boss. There's an icon there of the boss's face, and then he chooses all the things that will give your, your zoo the most charm based on how much money you have and what you've unlocked so far. Okay. And then you, right. just, then you just then he automatically places it too. Interesting. So you, give, you can be very hands off if you want to. I'll give that a look see. But um, look, I'm I'm glad that your life is being ruined by this game, Levens. <laughs> yeah, like uh, isn't, isn't that great? Like a great review of a game is it is destroying my life. It's yeah, uh, these these kind of these games are good, and even when they're not good, they can fuck me up so bad. Like that Sum Sum Disney Sum Sum game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A few years ago, I put lots of actual money into that, and oh. like the fact that like I mean like hundreds of dollars of actual money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the fact that I can play this game to like a point of like like I can probably I'll probably catch up to a part that they're not even like ready for players to get up to yet pretty quickly. Oh my and god. You'll reach the Zookeeper World kill screen. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I'm, I'm excited that like you know they'll probably keep adding to this game and it won't cost me a thing besides yeah, no. my Apple Arcade subscription. Um, I was actually because there's like obviously you have the coins that you buy stuff with. You, you, you give your animals more zazz. I yeah. think the lion could be zazzier. <laughs> um, you use gems for that, and it did like it kind of my my microtransaction sensors were like. When are you going to ping me with like a hey? If you need more gems, do this. But totally no, yeah. Because it's Apple Arcade. I like. I think Apple Arcade. Are they allowed to have microtransactions in their no, game? No, there's no my, Michael. There's no microtransactions yeah. in this. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop saying it. Tiger Trio's tasty travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, this, this is like. I, I, I sure, I'm sure that it was originally developed with Michael, my microtransactions in mind, but um, the fact that there aren't any and it's it's just yeah. great. Yeah. And yeah. I think like this is a great one to let a kid play because they can have that fun loop without thinking it's the norm for them to be charged transactions over and over again just Definitely. to play a game. Where, like, you know, and now they'll see 
the ones that do that as like the out the outlier like oh that that's not what should be done yeah yeah well it's a great way to highlight just how predatory microtransactions are who (laughs) who is this guy uh, yeah, so that is uh, Zookeeper World. It's uh, on Apple Arcade now. Yeah. I, I hope it stays on Apple Arcade because I feel like if it was anywhere else, Michael Transactions would show up. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can get on Apple Arcade though. And uh, John is going to talk about some demos in just a moment before he does. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks, sponsors. Wonderful. Love those guys. Love, I uh, love Mr. Sponsors and Michael Transaction. Michael Trans... Look, if anyone, if anyone listening is of an artistic bent, can you please draw us a picture of Michael Transactions? I'm very curious to see what people think he looks like. It's a, it's a combination of you and me in a suit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, not even a combination. It's just the two of us in a two-person suit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so as I uh, mentioned at the top of the episode, it is Steam Next Fest. Woohoo! No longer do I attend music festivals. It is only online game platform festivals for Yikes. me now. That hurts. Um, when are you going to headline Steam Next Fest, Levitz? <laughs> <laughs> so, or like pay I me said, in th- demos. Or you're just going to demo of my DJ set. <laughs> the first three songs. Um, so, like I said, there's there are many, many hundreds of game demos on there. I had a look through and I grabbed about 16, which to be honest, I'm not going to get around to playing a lot of those, but I did focus on three to begin with um, that I've uh, been curious about or, you know, excited for or knew that it would piss you off that I got to play them and you didn't. (laughs) The most important Um, factor. And like I said, so I'll go through the ones that I played in in order. So first up was uh, a demo for a game called Inscription. So, Inscription, spelt uh, I-N-S-C-R-Y-P-T-I-O-N. So, like, you know, the word inscription, but with crypt uh, in the middle of it. Uh, It's developed by Daniel Mullins Game. Uh, Daniel Mullins Games, I presume a a dev team headed by a guy called Daniel Mullins. And published by one of our favorites, Devolver Digital. Oh, nice. 
uh, and it's coming. Uh, it's actually releasing on October nineteen. So I'm glad that this is kind of like not too far in the distance, or you know, just a coming soon. It's only been announced for uh, PC, you know, uh, Windows, Linux, and Macs at the moment. So I don't know if we will be seeing a console release of it, but hopefully we do, so more people get to play it. Uh, so Daniel Mullins, uh, for those who uh, have been paying it, you know, no kind of more niche PC games. He was the developer behind a game called Pony Island, which is uh, held up as like one of one of the better psychological horror games uh, on PCs. And so he's returned with his take on a, a card battler, a collectible card battler. Um or a deck building roguelike, I guess, is the sort of um, the the proper term for this this type of game. Uh, it starts with like the demo basically acts as a tutorial for the game, but a really kind of comprehensive one, um, walking you through uh, the sort of ins and outs of this card game that he's created for um, uh, the 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 game inscription. It's um, it's interesting because it's not like a lot of the other deck building roguelikes where you kind of like. You play a card and it might cause an avatar of yours to do an action against an enemy or anything like that. The card game is you have like four lanes mm-hmm. and you play animals onto these lanes. Now, these are animals that are kind of generally associated with like sort of a, a backwards America kind of thing. So there's like stoats and wolves and jackals and coyotes and stuff like that. The interesting thing is. Uh, a lot of your cards come with a blood cost. And so in order to play these cards, you need to sacrifice other animals that you have on the board. Uh, so it becomes this this interesting thing of like, um, you know, oh, are these two animals I have on the board worth where they are now? Or should I kill them off to play this more powerful animal that will only kind of cover one lane? Uh, you know, there's, so there's a lot of kind of strategy and tactics in it sort of thing. Um, the way the game is presented is that you are sitting at a table uh, facing an opponent or the person running the kind of game um, who is just a floating pair of eyes in the darkness. Uh, Spooky. And so it's got this kind of, there's a very creepy sort of feeling to it. And it, it's, it sort of matches the way that like Slay the Spire, I'm not sure if Slay the Spire was the originator of this, but it's sort of like, the deck building roguelite as a journey. So you'll have a path that you're following on a game board and it might be like, you know, you need to choose between a campfire or a sacrificial stone, each of which might benefit your cards in some way, shape or form. And then you'll come across a battle afterwards kind of thing. Um, so, and as you kind of do this, the, 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 the person across the table from you, the game master is kind of explaining what's going on to you as he goes uh, you can also stand up from the table and walk around this little shack that you're in. Um, and there's all these little like things in the shack, like there's a safe and you know various other contraptions and bits and pieces. And those kind of act like a little bit of an escape room game as well. So the safe, for instance, I looked, um, I was looking through the. There's a little like gameplay manual in the game that tells you like what various abilities cards have mm-hmm. and on one of the pages just the words two three the numbers two three seven were written so i'm like okay headed over the safe put in two three seven safe opens in it isn't like there was another card uh that i could add to my kind of deck 
That's fine. And I think there was one other kind of thing in it. So so as you kind of go, you you explore this shack a little bit more and it opens up more cards to you as you go, which I think is a really cool kind of addition to this sort of thing. Um, one other thing that was really cool is that, and this is this is something that I have not experienced in any of these games I've played anywhere else, some of the cards talk to you. So right. like I I had a stoat in my hand and like cuz all the cards will have like a picture of the animal and underneath the name of the animal and then beneath that like what its kind of health and attack is and that kind of stuff. When I picked up the stoat instead of saying stoat it was like hey you. And then as I clicked it was like a little bit of dialogue from this stoat that was basically like look you got to get me out of here all right. Don't play me. I don't want to die. We need to figure out how to get out of this shack. And as I kept playing, like, there were a few other cards that would also talk and they'd have conversations with the stoat. And there's clearly some bigger story happening that I've just kind of wandered into. So it's like this, there's all these, like, fascinating little bits of narrative and gameplay going on at the same time. And then one other cool thing is when I died during the demo, and I think it's set up so you do die during the demo so that it, like, it it can showcase this to you. Um, basically the person, the game master knocks you out, drags you into a room. And then one of the last things you do is he goes, I want to create a memento of you for when you're gone. So you then create your own card. Mm -hmm. So he'll be like, here are two options, pick which ability you want. And so he'll give you, he'll show you two cards and it might be like a flying card and flying cards can like, attack directly across the board they don't they're not stopped by anything in their way or like a the gecko ability which means whenever it's attacked and will die it drops a tail and moves to the lane next to it kind of thing um so you choose one of those and then he'll hold up another two cards and be like choose which card who's choose the card whose power you want to mirror so it'll be like you know you might have the option of a wolf who can do four attack but only has two health or it might be the snapping turtle that has like one attack but has six health. So you pick one of those, and then the next time you play the game, your former, the former player you were is in your deck of cards and can oh, be played. That's fun. Yeah, so it's just he's, he's made this deck-building roguelike that has all these like cool and interesting mechanics that I've not seen before. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, I'm like, and it does have a very kind of like spooky atmosphere to it. So I'm very much excited. Like when I, I think when it showcased during Devolver's, um, E3 presentation, I was a little bit like, oh man, another deck building roguelite. I'm kind of burned out on those. Like Fair enough, yeah. Slay the Spire kind of established the absolute like best practice of it. And mm-hmm. then everything I've played since then has just been kind of a palish imitation, but this seems like it's doing, you know, I, I saw the demo was out and was like, I've got a podcast I need to record. I, I, you know, there's nothing else I've seen at the moment. I might as well grab it. And look, I'm, I'm now fully excited to play this game. Yeah, unreal. So good. Yeah. So that's Inscription. It's coming out on PC, Mac and Linux on October 19th. Uh, developed by Daniel Mullins Games. Published by Devolver Digital. Uh, so next one I'm going to talk about is... Fallen Aces. Uh, so again, you know, I saw this as a demo and I was I, I genuinely thought, 
Bet your Levins is going to be annoyed that I get to play this <laughs> and he doesn't. Fuming. And all it took was, yeah, you owning a, a PC, something yeah. I could very easily own myself, but I refuse to. Well, me me being a PC kid since literally the start of my life. Uh, <laughs> so, Fallen Aces is developed by uh, New Blood Interactive. Oh, it's published by New Blood Interactive, who uh, I'll admit uh, publishers that I'm not incredibly familiar with at this point in time. Um, but... I'm just looking through games they've published before. None of them I really recognize. Uh, stuff like A Medieval, Ultra Kill, Dusk, Gloomwood I've heard about, uh, Unfortunate Spacemen, Faith the Unholy Trinity. Uh, so yeah, looks like they're a bit of a new player on the scene. So Fallen Aces, um, which is coming, uh, developed by Trey Powell and Jason Bond, and currently the only platform it's listed for is Windows. But again, like all of these, I hope that they wind up coming to consoles so they can uh, be played by more people. Yeah, for uh, sure. And the, the story like is... me need them. Yeah, the Aces Watchful Guardians of Switchblade City being taken down one by one. Now it's up to one man with two fists to get to the bottom of it all. Fallen Aces is a crime noir FPS that plays right out of the 90s and looks right out of the comics. So the, the demo kind of takes you through, I think, what is the first level of the game. And you're basically told that, like, through a kind of series of animatics um, that are very, like, noirish, you get told uh, that you... Uh, one, of, one of the people that you have working undercover in sort of the mob is, um, has been, you know, rumbled and taken hostage by a local mafia person. And it's your job to get in there and get them out. Um, and throughout the, um, you kind of, you get a bit of guidance from a masked superhero whose name I can't remember, but it's like Knight something, Knight Chief or, or Knight, uh, I mean, I can keep, you know, I can keep saying nouns after the word Knight for ages, probably not. I Let's keep go wanting with Knight to say, Chief. Knight Chief sounds good. I, I keep wanting to say Knight Dick because of, um, <laughs> Venture Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. But very similar concept. Um, and yeah, so it's an FPS, so you kind of make your way through these back alleys to get to a club, and then you have to kind of fight your way, sneak and fight your way through the club to, uh, to, to get to this, this dame who's been kidnapped. Um, a lot of the combat I've played so far has been, uh, sort of fist fighting, Mm -hmm. but I have picked up a lead pipe or two. Um, it is very much like playing this felt very nostalgic because it reminded me of a lot of first person shooters that I played back in the nineties. Like it's got that very kind of like chunky 3d environment and the enemies are 2d sprites. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely a real retro ish feel to it. Um, Obviously, this first level I was playing acted kind of as a tutorial, running me through like various various gameplay mechanics of the game. You can you can sneak up behind enemies and do a surprise takedown, and the surprise take uh, it's, you can you can karate chop them essentially. And so when you hit karate chop, it's like there are a few things like when you hit karate chop when you've been fighting an enemy and you've whittled their health down you can do a like finishing move on them mm-hmm. and whenever you do this there's this great like jazzy horn sting so you like sneak up behind someone chop them and it'll be like wow 
um, which is just like a great bit of sound design and really kind of sets the mood for the game. Um, you can like pick up stuff in the environment and, and throw them at people, which will, you know, whittle their health down a little bit. Uh, I found it one of those, I honestly like one, one dumb thing I did was I chose to play keyboard and mouse rather than playing with a, a gamepad. My gamepad was on the other side of the room. I couldn't be bothered standing up to go get it. So I just played with my shitty trackpad and the WASD keys. Um, so I probably would have done a little bit better had I had I chosen the gamepad. But um, yeah, it's just, it's it's a really entertaining bit of like, you know, you sneak up behind enemies and they're having conversations and their conversations are your classic like, you know, the boss told us we need to go and do this. Oh, but you know, like but I wanted to go get a pastrami sandwich kind of thing. Like that dialogue does not appear in the game. It's just for flavor. There is, I remember there was one NPC who was facing away from me and he was clearly supposed to be like uh, part of the tutorial for doing stealth takedowns, but his bit of dialogue, he's just having a, like a monologue to himself talking about how like, it's impossible to sneak up on me. There's no way anybody would be able to sneak up on me. And, you know, even if they tried to chop me, I'd turn around and take them out. And then he just goes down like a stack of bricks. Perfect. Um, so, like, lots of little bits of humor in there. One thing I found interesting is that, like, um, when I was approaching the club that I need to get into, n- Night Dick pops on the radio and is like, okay, so you can try the front-on approach to getting in here, but there's also another way that you can use to get in. And no matter how much I tried, I couldn't figure out what this other method of getting into the club is. I did, like, I did at one point find a, like, a gas cylinder, uh, but I didn't line it up properly, so when I threw it, I, like, it mainly exploded in front of me. (laughs) I wound up dying when these guys realized, hey, there's someone over there. They beat me to death. But when I restarted and attempted to go back and do that again, whatever you've done, the game kind of goes like, okay, well, that's gone. Like there was no more gas cylinder me for pick up, for me to pick up and try that approach again more successfully on the, the second round through. So it was, a little, like, uh, it was slightly frustrating in that it's like, oh, I can't experiment like, I can't try something, fail at it, and if it uses a resource from in the environment of the game, I can't go back and see if I just... My experiment can be tweaked to do it correctly, essentially. Right. sure. Um, so, I mean, it's one of the... Like, whenever you play a demo, you, don't, you know you're not playing kind of the finished version of the game. Uh, I mean, look, for Inscription, I'm sure I'm playing what will be in the finished version of the game because it's due out so soon... Because Fallen Aces, I think, is still a coming soon game. Maybe there's scope for them to like make some tweaks based on feedback of the demo. Uh, but that was probably the only thing about the demo that I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure I agree with that gameplay decision. But uh, otherwise, yeah, it's like the atmosphere of it. It's so hard-boiled. It's so pulpy. Um, I think it's going to be super fun when it comes out as a full game. Do you th- do you see yourself kind of like looking forward to new weapons in it, or does it kind of like reveal like all of the weapons you'll get pretty early on? And literally, have- the only weapons I had access to were my fists and yep. a lead pipe. That's amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. So I know I'm gonna get like like at some point I will get a gun. Definitely. <laughs> like I'm sure if you look at the trailer for the game that was shown, there's so much more weapons that'll be available to me. Um, but a very yeah. fun little demo. Very exciting. That's cool. Yeah, super, super excited for it. 
And the final demo I played, and I got to say, this one is, um, this was out of the ones I've played so far, the absolute front runner in terms of enjoyment. Is a game called Storyteller. So Storyteller is being developed by Daniel Ben Mergway or Ben Mergui. Uh, and it's published by another one of our favorites, Annapurna Interactive. Oh, I remember this one. Yep. Yeah. So Storyteller is it's essentially a puzzle game where, you know, it's all presented in the form of a book. Uh, and each, each kind of double-page spread, you'll have a number of empty rectangles. And down the bottom, you will have a selection of characters and scenarios or locations. Up the top of the page, you will have, like, a title. And the title might be, like, you know... Uh, here's me trying to improvise one off the top of my head. But it'll be, like, heartbreak. Yeah. And what you'll need to do is put in scenarios or locations and characters in these thing in these, these rectangles, organised in such a way that it winds up telling a little story. Um... And the art is kind of... It's very cute and, like, sort of cartoony and illustrated. Uh, It's just... It is so satisfying to kind of look at the title, look at what you have, and try to work out through... Like, there there were some that I was like, I know exactly how this story is meant to go. Some needed a lot more experimentation to to kind of get me where I needed to to go. There's, There's, for instance, there's one in a later chapter where you need to do the story of Adam and Eve. And so you've got like, you know, your scenarios are like the garden, temptation and judgment. And you've got Adam and Eve as your, your, your characters. And so you kind of, you remember the story of Adam and Eve and it's like, okay, the two of them are in the garden. Eve is tempted. She then gives the the apple to Adam. God judges the pair of them. Okay, it's easy to put those together. Sure. When I finished, you you can play like three chapters in the demo. When I finished all all of the um the the puzzles that were there, to unlock the next part, you also need to like each time you finish a puzzle, you're given a crown. You also need to collect a number of jester's hats to move on to the next bit. And the jester's hats are where you go back to stories that you've previously con- like completed, but this time there is a different title for it. So the re- the reason I told you the Adam and Eve story is because the jester version is called indigestion. <laughs> and so what it is, you go through the normal setup of Adam and Eve in the garden. Eve is tempted by the snake. Eve gives an apple to Adam. But then you repeat the Eve gives an apple to Adam screen three more times. And at the end, Adam's eaten so many apples that he has a stomach ache. Right. And so it's just like... Little things like that where you like think about it and think about it and experiment and play around and then you crack what it is and you're like, oh, amazing, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, that's great. The actual way the puzzles work is great because once you put something on this book, it kind of becomes a little like the story as you build it is living. So one of the earliest stories you play through, for instance, is like uh, finding love again. And so it's like you have a proposal in a graveyard as your scenarios and you have three characters, a guy and two girls. So you, you kind of have one of the characters propose to another one of the characters. You then have the graveyard where one of the people from the first scene is looking at the grave of 
the person that you know either proposed to them or was proposed to and then in the last one you throw your third character in proposing to the first person hey they found love again that's great what you can do is if you roll a new character into one of the frames it will affect the the frames that come after it so like if you have so you have like guy proposing to brunette girl in the first frame you have guy standing over grave of brunette girl in the second one if you then switch out the brunette girl in the first frame for the blonde girl the second frame goes from the man being heartbroken to the man just being confused as to why he's standing in front of the grave of the brunette right if you see what i mean so you need to like you need to while you're solving the puzzles be thinking from it in terms of a linear narrative point of view stories have a beginning and an end and you need to make sure that you're t- you're tweaking the details in the right order to make sure that you you get to where you need to go yeah that sounds fun it's such a satisfying game it's like using using the concept of a narrative and building a narrative as building blocks of a puzzle is fantastic this i'm i'm really hoping this comes out this year because if it does, it is going straight on my game of the so year it list. Doesn't, it doesn't have a, a release date yet? TBD. TBD, okay, cool. Three letters that breaks a man's heart. Um, <laughs> but I've just seen that apparently the demo has been updated, so I am definitely looking forward to uh, to diving in and seeing what new stuff they've put in there. I, I had, like, it was one of the rare types of games where I will actually call Joe over and be like, check this out, this is great. Yeah, fun, awesome. Yeah, so yeah, that's been my uh, my Steam Next Fest experience thus far. Uh, if if Olive, uh, my daughter, settles into a better sleep routine, hopefully I will get to uh, investigate a couple more of them before uh, before Next Fest runs out. When does Next Fest run out, John? That is a very good question, Levens, uh, and it's often good to know October seventh. Well done. So I mean, obviously you knew that before before I asked, but uh, yeah, yeah. Great. So learn to sleep real quick. Like you better be out like a light tonight, Olive, so I can I can get some of this in. Yeah, unreal. That's so good. I'm so glad you had such good success with uh, all three of the the games you chose. Um, mm. You've got what mm. you said, like seven all up. Are you going to try any other ones out? I downloaded sixteen. Sixteen. God damn. Okay, right. I have actually I have played a couple of the other ones. But um, like one was I can't even remember the name of it. It was supposed to be like a city builder. But they're like, this is a pre-alpha demo. And like pre-alpha is basically like, this is a prototype. Yep. So it was just so janky that I played for like two minutes and was like, okay, I'm out of this. This like, this is not, I don't have the patience or I'm not grabbed by this enough to make me want to struggle against what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple of, couple of um, point and click style adventures. Nothing that I was like, this is fantastic enough to bring to the pod essentially. So there's still one or two other things that I think um, I've been anticipating and I'm interested in, but I will uh, I will reserve my judgment on that until I've played them and think that they are worth talking about. Unreal. Well, that has been a wild episode of uh, of, of a game you can play right now and three games that you can hopefully play very soon in the future. Well, definitely one of them, uh, and the other two, fingers crossed. Yeah, totally. Um, so uh, this weekend, uh, uh, Metroid Dread comes out, and I'm going to try and play indie games before 
that comes out because that's all I'll be doing the moment it comes. Or that and like my various responsibilities as a parent and husband. And, and uh, Zookeeper World. And Zookeeper, obviously. Zoo parent, t- uh, sorry, Zookeeper first and foremost, parent, husband. The top three. Sure. Um, I am a slashy. Uh, but yeah, well, um, I, 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 need to, I need to make sure I get a, a couple of indie games before Metroid Dread comes out uh, because that is going to take over my life in a good way, in a, in a positive way, not like Zookeeper World, which is also positive. Different kind do you of have, positive. Do you have your eye on any? I, honestly, it's just getting through the games that are already in my back catalogue. Um, Fair. That, that, that we have three months until the end of the year. And uh, yeah. there's a lot of games that I have started and not finished that I've, I loved that I need to finish before saying, you know, this is absolutely one of my favorite games of the year. Um, I played a bunch more Sable in the last week and I okay. am absolutely loving this. I have not, haven't had a single glitch or bug since, wow, since okay. that, that first 10 minutes, which is really strange. I mean, I'm, I'm very appreciative for that. Have you um, noticed maybe a patch is downloaded or something? I, I think, think I so. saw I saw one of the devs of the game be like, there's a patch coming out that'll deal with a couple of things and we're still working on other stuff. So, like, it's good. Yeah. It's nice nice to see that the devs are on top of stuff. I started playing an indie game uh, with Archie, which is a like a physics brawler a la gang beast slash kind of fall guys called A Gummy's Tale. Okay. And, oh, man, is the first game that... Archie is unquestionably better than me at. Oh, wow. I right. am appalling at this game. So look forward <laughs> to me talking about that in a future episode. Amazing. Sounds great. Uh, so that is it for today's episode. We will see you next week. Um, if you would like to hear more of uh, all the small games, you can obviously go back and listen to all the episodes we've already put out. But there are extra, extra bonus episodes that you can go and listen to over at patreon.com slash all the small games. $5 a month is all it costs to access them. Uh, there are two every single month that we put out. One of them is a deep dive into a game. Um, we are going to do a deep dive into SteamWorld Dig 2. For Actually, no, who won that? Did SteamWorld Dig 2 I'm or did Hollow Knight? I'm pretty sure last time I checked, it was like neck and neck with SteamWorld Dig out in front by one. But uh, I've, look, I've got, I've got things right. I've got it right here. Let's have a look. Yep. Uh, looks like Dig. Dig is winning. Eight, eight, eight for Hollow Knight, 11 for Dig. Yeah. Um, but we did say that whatever one we don't do first, we'll do Hollow Knight the next one. So uh, yeah. yeah, over the next two months, we'll be doing uh, deep dive episodes into SteamWorld Dig 2 and Hollow Knight, apt with uh, Metroid Dread coming out because those are two of the finest uh, indie Metroidvanias you can find on the Switch. Uh, come and hear them over at patreon.com slash all the small games, plus our bonus podcast, all the other things, which John and I talk about TV and movies and music and all kinds of things. Uh, all that's available, patreon.com slash all the small games. John, speaking of music, I've got to give a special shout out to uh, my Patreon as well which is a mixtape patreon every month i make two mixes and put them up on my patreon uh, again it's five dollars a month for two uh, hour plus long uh mixes plus a bunch of other stuff uh, there's there's a there's many many hours of music uh, yeah. waiting for you at patreon.com slash levdog but most recently i put out uh what is probably my least popular at uh, least least well received mix but it doesn't matter because i made it for you and me circa 2006 amazing uh, it, i was so happy when i where you just messaged me like you're gonna have a fucking great morning, and I like I'd been doing something with Olive. I hadn't looked online or seen anything. And I, I hadn't put like, it up yet at that point. Inter- yeah. Interesting prediction. Um, and then I saw it. I was like, oh god. So I made a uh, a mix of uh, a subgenre of hip hop from the 2000s called hyphy, 
And this was a, like, maybe you're more familiar with Crunk from the South, also from the mid-2000s. This was the Bay Area, uh, Oakland, California's answer to Crunk. Um, And uh, it was short-lived, but man, what a wave it was. Ooh, Um, loved it. Probably the, the biggest song from that era is Tell Me When to Go by E-40 and um, and Keek to Sneak. And there are... I mean, considering I plan to do a 40, song, 40 E-40 songs uh, mix very soon, there's at least 20 E-40 songs uh, on the Hyphy mix. Yeah, it's it's hilarious just hearing E-40 keep popping into various songs. And he's just such an important Bay Area oh, rapper. And, like, you know, he made up so much of the lingo that, that became not just that genre, but, like, you know, a lot of modern hip-hop, where E-40 is responsible for. But if you are interested in hearing uh, the music that uh, John and I bonded over when we were in our early 20s, uh, go hear my hyphy mix over at patreon.com slash levdog. John, have you listened yet? Uh, I'm most of the way through it. Yeah. I will be continuing it as I walk my dog home tonight. It's not not, not one that you want to put around when the kids are around. Cause, uh, I definitely, when, when I first got it, I was like just playing around with Olive in her room and I put it on and was dancing a little bit. And then I was like, this is maybe a bit too advanced for you. Let's switch this off now. <laughs> Unreal. Um, well, uh, yeah, go hear that at patreon.com slash levdog. Of course, our, our uh, Patreon is um, at all the, sm- sorry, just all the small games, blah, blah, blah. You can find us at all the small game on Twitter, facebook.com slash all the small games and all the small games at gmail.com to email us. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.